0: Hello and welcome to this latest episode of SapChat. I'm your host, Jaron Main. Now my guest today is Henry Bush, VP of Sales for Signavio in the UK. Henry started his career selling Disney toys door-to-door in Ireland on a commission-only basis. He moved on to a few sales roles before working at Salesforce, where in his words, the bug got him. Henry left Salesforce to move to startups as entertainment AE covering Amir, where he helped shape growth plans for the region. Henry recognized that in each of them, the big issue in any organization was not that they didn't want to buy the tech, but they simply didn't know how to. There was no process or understanding as to how they could do it. The opportunity came along at Signavio, and Henry jumped at it. He helped grow the UK to the fastest growing region in the company and closed some massive deals in the process where he looked after global accounts before moving into his current role just before the SAP acquisition. So welcome to the podcast, Henry. Thank you for um, freeing up some of your time. I know you're really, really busy at the moment. And ahead of uh, ahead of recording, I should say, we're, we're having a few bandwidth problems, uh, so bear with us if uh, occasionally we do drop in and out. But I think this is a really important uh cool to have uh frankly, and uh, Henry, you started off life door to door selling in in Ireland, and that that must have been a really tough gig
1: it was yeah, I mean it was don't get me wrong, it, I didn't do it because I thought right I'm going to start a career in sales, um having done it, it didn't cement my want to do sales either, but looking back at it um there was there's certainly not a harder gig I've done for objection handling. Um, at least with when you're prospecting somebody or talking to somebody, there's normally a reason as to why you've reached out. Um, but walking into a butcher with a bag load of stuffed Disney toys, people don't tend to have the uh, the <laughs> same response to you. So it gave me, you know, it, it gave me a good understanding as to the harder, you know, the harder part of selling. Uh, and I think it's very important to, you know, to have gone through that um, in any event. But um yeah, it was more of a, I fell into it as opposed to, you know, I chose that as my path at that stage.
0: So as I said in the intro, you went through various different roles uh, and, and some r- really, really large roles before coming over to, to Signavio and then uh, continuing that success. One of the things oh. you, you, you mentioned was the fact that, you know, organisations didn't know how to buy. You, you noticed that through, through that
1: experience. Yeah, so I think, you know, one of the common things across any selling role is <clears throat> the easier part, as long as your technology is is good enough and the value you bring to a customer or a prospect is is bright enough, mm. the, the buy-in for the business to say, do you know what, I can see where this helps, is normally the easy part. Mm. The, the more difficult part I came across was a lot of the people who said, yes, I want it, had never procured anything before. So didn't understand what that looked like, and didn't have a process in place to help them guide, you know, help them guide the, you know, the way down that line. And what I've now found being a Signavio is that's not just for procurement, right? It's the whole um, makeup and operational design of an organization is it's typically siloed, static, quite fragmented. Yep. Um, so having an efficient effective approach to how a business works. Um, is actually a lot harder than it seems. And you'll be surprised as to, to how many people do it in, a, in an old-fashioned, non-collaborative way.
0: And I think the, uh, the nature of the um, buying process has changed over the years. I mean, it used to be very much a focus of the IT department. Now it's much more, you know, decision-making is, is both IT but line of business as well.
1: Absolutely. I think people buy based on value, and the value can't be determined for all lines of business by IT I think IT are are often at the heart of it um, depending on what the technology and what the rollout looks like and where it sits um, but you're absolutely right I mean the buying the buying power now sits across multiple personas within organizations from digital to operation to finance to transformation to business architecture you know it goes on I think everybody now has the ability to either procure or if not procure give you know give solid enough um, clout to get things procured yeah and and
0: you know obviously signavio is a a client uh you know a platform agnostic uh tool um yes. but but my experience uh, has obviously run up against it at, at, at sap and of course sap clients at the moment are either on their journey or considering their journey to, to s for HANA and let's face mm-hmm. it that's that's once in a lifetime once in a, a generation kind of upgrade um, yeah, and and what we're finding, what I found particularly in the past, is that clients actually don't necessarily have a great handle on their as-is processes, let alone modelling their two B ones.
1: Yeah, and that, and that's the issue, right? And I think you know, if even if we look at SAP, transformation is everywhere. Mm. So whether it's an ERP transformation, HR transformation, CX transformation, just a standard operational transformation, everything everything has the ability to go wrong um whereas it's not always given that it's going to go right if that makes sense so when it when it comes to these major things of transformation we help in in two ways where typically people stumble one is we give you the you know the foundation and understanding as to what you're currently doing as an organization so that you can simulate what that change or journey is going to look like and therefore understand exactly what impact it's going to have on on your business so that you can make more informed decisions as to what transformation and change you should do, but more importantly, how you should go about doing it. And then secondly, it's all around bridging that gap between IT and the business. So typically any point or project of transformation involves IT um, heavily changing up any sort of technology stack and processes within that to become more efficient and effective. And what happens is in a linear fashion, once IT have done it, it then gets passed to the business to pick up a new way of working. Um, But as we know, human nature dictates that if you've been doing the same thing for a long time and you don't see any reason to change, just because you get told, oh, by the way, we've done this, doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to change going forward. So the fact that we have everything centered around collaboration gives the, the opportunity for an organization's business and IT teams to collaborate, understand what they're currently doing give IT the ability to say, this is what we're looking to change. This is how it's going to impact you. But more importantly, this is how it's going to make your life easier going forward. They then get a um, a more sort of agile approach to change because they're able to make changes and nuances throughout based on what the, the business is feeding back. And what you find is at a point of completion of the project from an IT side, the business is fully vested, bought in and understood to do, and more importantly, why it's been put out there for them to do it now. Um, And so the cost of change reduces because you don't have the issue around adoption because it gets done from day one. So what you'll typically find is any major transformation project, um, even if it doesn't include IT, it can include, you know, various areas of a business, they don't fail, but they very often go over budget over time and take up a huge amount more resource than was initially um, forecast. And that is because of, a, of a, a distinct lack of collaboration between the two parts of the business that are working on that one point of change. And what they're doing is they're fixing one issue to then move and assume that the next will pick it up. Um, and that's where the cost of change comes in, not because the technology hasn't been rolled out properly, but because it has to be continuously changed and evolved because the business doesn't pick it up from day one because there was no collaboration throughout. And that's where we help.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and 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 it's interesting from my engagement so far uh, with clients on this. There tends to be two broad churches of of, of of focus from stakeholders. The first one is very much around help me with my business processes. Let help me understand what the as is to it is and how I can model the to be and the impacts on that. The second yep. ones are the stakeholders that say, "Oh, hang on a moment, I'm really interested in our KPIs. You know, how is that process working? How is it? You know, how is it evolving?" Yeah, are we meeting our KPIs as an organisation? How do I compare against others? So they're they're kind of more focused on that. So you've got these two poles of individuals, and I'm sure you've got you know individuals that are worried about both. But that yeah. tends to be, in my experience, what, what's what's beginning to play out.
1: Yeah, I would say. I mean, I'll touch on point two first because I think it's extremely important. But I'd say then, if we if we look at SAP specifically, there's also a third camp. Um, So your second point around not just wanting to understand the processes, but how it fits into the wider spider web of a complex organization is absolutely key. Mm. Because typically when organizations look at process, they look at it in a very static, static way. So it could be Visio, Word, Excel, whatever it might be. Whereas what we are bringing to the table is, you know, we're moving process from more of an A to Z atlas uh, and roadmap perspective to more of a... Uh, sat nav. so we believe that yes process should be at the heart of everything but we do we see the, the benefit and need to be able to navigate an organization around process so we would like we want people to be able to go right this system impacts these processes i want to search for this kpi these kpis touch these processes same for risk control roles responsibilities and an entire business taxonomy for two reasons one it helps people understand how they can transform better You know, as you say, you don't know what you're doing unless you can describe it in a process. And how can you make informed decision as to where to go if you don't know where you currently are? Right. So that's the fundamental. But above and beyond all of that, from a from an effective and efficiency perspective, organizations will run better if everybody knows that they have a single source of the truth or like an online SOP that they can access to understand what's what within the under organization from a top level down to the, the, the process, but everything else that pulls together around it as well. So systems, KPIs, risks, controls, um, you know, org charts, any, everything that is typically done in third-party tools and then just assumes to be working together, that is all centralized through the power of Signavio. So we pull everything in. Yeah. Um, and give them the ability to then link it onto the likes of SharePoint knowledge bases. So it it really does become the heart of the organization and all of the other technologies that drive those important KPIs are the vital organs. But without the heart, those vital organs over time will, you know, will work harder because they're trying to do too much on their own. Um, And the third piece, which I think is becoming more and more apparent now, is... Yes, there is the camp of we need to understand our processes. Yes, there is the camp of going, well, along with our processes, we need to understand all the other bits that sit alongside it. The last piece where I think it actually touches everyone is, well, SAP give us this fantastic opportunity through Solution Manager to understand what the Nirvana best practice state should be for each of our technologies. And a lot of people are going, well, I either want to get there but I don't know how to get there. And that's an easy one to answer because it's a case of where you need to understand where you are now. And then you simulate what that journey looks like to get you there. Okay. Or you have somebody go, we're going through a major overhaul. I don't want to understand what I'm currently doing. I want to make sure that when we say go, the organization is already operating off that best practice. Yeah. Which again is an absolutely fine approach to take The difficulty doesn't come in getting to that point. The difficulty comes with how you manage it from a continuous improvement perspective once it's rolled out. And that's where the Signavio suite brings in other elements, such as the, you know, the more data focused approach around process and data insights, process and data mining to fit alongside the as is, which is now your best practice so that you can ensure that what you've put in place is delivering most value to the organisation is A, being adhered to, but B, actually delivering you as your organisation what results you want because everyone is slightly different, right? So there's going to be, have to be a couple of tweaks here and there to make it perfect for you, your business and, and that working environment.
0: Yeah, and I think so far my experience has been just defining as is it is incredibly mm-hmm. important. I, I've forgotten the number of times I've sat in a project room um, with a client um, halfway through an implementation, you know, and, and there's been some question mark over the as-is. It was documented. Then everyone's questioning what it really is. So the ability to, on, on an existing SAP customer, to pull that information out is really, really powerful. Um, I yep. think then then the, the, the 2B modelling. I mean, you know, if you take S4HANA as being once-in-a-generation upgrade, migration um yeah you know there is a a significant amount of investment in time people resources around that and and therefore you know simply just upgrading what you have doesn't make a, a lot of sense moving and looking at you know what you want the organization to look like in the future how you want to transform those processes how do you want to make them more efficient you know absolutely is something that an organization should be doing and i have to say that's the area that I found Signavio to be, I wouldn't say the most powerful, but a, a huge benefit to actually sit down and kind of model that out with, with clients and, and make some informed judgments.
1: Yeah, and I think I think there's a bigger picture there, right? Which is yes, it's pro- it's likely going to be the organization's largest ever investment from a resource perspective, a time perspective, but also a cost perspective, right? Hmm. So you want to make sure that it's done properly and everyone sees the value in, in you know, the value that you were expecting once it gets up and running. But that's that's I would say ten percent of the problem, right? Or ten percent of the focus. The focus you then want is to ensure that that value doesn't just continue getting delivered to your organization, but continues to develop because value in areas now may not be apparent as value in the future. You know, you're going to see different streams and areas of value coming in at different times based on multiple things that you can't control. So it could be... Um, You know, it could be market position. It it could be compliance. It could be regulatory. It could be supply chain. It could be absolutely anything. Right. Mm. So the, the whole thing behind us is we're not there to help you transform your business more effectively and efficiently. Now, we are there to help make sure that this particular project gets delivered on budget, on time and more effectively. But fundamentally, we are there to give you a solid foundation so that you are a more agile change-able organisation going forward. And that is the big thing, right? People go, oh, you know, once we've done this S4, that's it. Absolutely not. There will come another time when you either have to reiterate what you've already done or do something completely new. And building your organisation for change doesn't just help you understand the top or bottom line benefits. It actually puts you in a far more competitive advantage across your, you know, across your industry and landscape. And that's what people are, starting to understand now which is transformation is not a one-time thing change is the only thing that remains constant across all organizations um and ultimately we are there to help you become a more change able robust but agile organization so that in the future if change comes in you don't have to reinvent the way you work you just change the things that need to be changed. I always compare it to building a house. If you build the most beautiful house with no foundations, it will look great. But over time, it will start to crack. And when it starts to crack, the only way you can fix the one isolated issue is by taking the whole house down. And
0: and what is, I mean, that that is the key thing. is one of the things that SAP struggled with in the early days around S4 was that everyone was saying, well, you know, it's a... It, 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 there's a huge investment where's the business case and in actual fact the business case is is not in in s for itself it's what it enables further down the line and there's a lot of focus on big, uh, business and digital transformation in 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 all of that is that is that pretty much the the main focus uh of your engagement
1: you know our our engagements and our story always starts the same right everyone everyone wants something different out of transformation um and when I say everyone wants something different, the way in which they want it is different. People don't want different things. People either want to make more money, save more money, or do more for the same cost or or or, or, or do the same for less, right? Yeah. So it all depends on what that focus is and how it is it works. Now, we, we never suggest going in and trying to change an organization's structure all in one go because that cost of change and the risk is is too high. Um, but what we do do is, is is we focus it based on use case. So to your point, an S4 or finance transformation is absolutely key. You know, Signavio was purchased off the back of us helping the SAP CFO deliver a successful transformation project within our own CFO office, and it delivered so much value he bought the business. Um, we do the same across HR, supply chain, um, and what you do is – as and when you tick off, you take off these chunks in bite-sized chunks based on use case. Your byproduct is actually having a fully fledged end-to-end organizational um, repository, business taxonomy, and single source of the truth. Um, and and it, it it makes everything much much easier. Um, it makes everything far better for things like auditors and compliance regulators. But more importantly, it's going to deliver a far better experience and sentiment for not only your customers but your employees, and that at the end of the day is absolutely key right you want to make sure that you have a high sentiment you're delivering things effectively and efficiently and at the same time you'll continue to gain value and understanding as to what it is your business is doing um you know a a side point just going off on a tangent one of the biggest things we've seen recently that we would never have seen before is all around operational sustainability so things like resilience um whether or not that is you know the fact that everyone has to go and work from home again, which we saw a couple of years ago. It was yeah. it was a non forecasted shock that impacted so many organisations that there is now a regulatory requirement that people and organisations have to be able to showcase and describe how their business operates in process form.
0: Yeah, um, and 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 we just uh, on my last podcast uh, was uh, we, we interviewed uh, Zachary Dover, a uh, sustainability lead over at. Uh, at sap and and there's a huge focus on on this now and and those audits in terms of not just financial but non-financial audits coming in uh, and 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 it is causing a headache for organizations just starting to look at that and they were well, not only how do i do that but how do i how do i document it how do i uh, manage it how do i govern it all of those things
1: yeah and the you know when that when that requirement came out from a bcp business continuity planning or resiliency perspective you know we would go and talk to our existing clients and they would be like yeah but we already do it so i don't what's the issue you know this is this is piece of pie for us um and then you got a flood load of people coming to us going hell what do i do and it's like well if (laughs) you would if you would if you had taken a more forward thinking approach to understand you know process has always been not the most exciting of of of, of, um you know things to talk about right topics but it is fundamentally the thing that will make or break your organization um you know you've seen so many fines going out for within organizations which could have been solved by having a very simple understanding as to what they should be doing and how they should be doing it so you have that standardized approach yeah you now have people going, well, we need to build out an operational resiliency approach. It's like, no, you don't. What you actually need to do is understand how your business is currently working and have it in an easy to consume and digest way in a more agile design and three-dimensional focus and approach. You know What you'll find is in doing that, your operational resiliency approach and operational sustainability piece comes hand in hand. It's not a separate project. And that's all in all, right? along with everything else I've said, a lot of people will listen to this and go, oh, it just sounds like too much work. It's a massive project and I just don't have the time. Completely the wrong way to think about it, right? We are, we're not um, a platform that should be seen as a project. We are an enabling technology that helps organizations do and deliver what they're already doing, but in a more effective and efficient way and have the, have the benefit of having a byproduct that will leave them in a far better position going forward to allow them a more agile, collaborative organisation, increasing sentiment, decreasing time to effort, bettering their resource consumption, and more importantly, um, giving them far better opportunity and ability to change going forward. Because we are all all lying to ourselves if we say that once S4 is done, there won't be anything else for a long time. Mm. It's going to keep on coming.
0: Yeah, no, completely, completely. Now, one of the areas I wanted to do, just double back on that you mentioned was around collaboration, because, you know, typically if you take tools like Visio or whatever, you know, the, yep. the the popular complaint by, quite rightly by, many many members of an organisation is, well, that's someone's own view of an, a, a, a process, and actually yep. there are lots of elements of that process that are, aren't there. So if you took something in SAP, for argument's sake, SAP is is an application, and yes, there's a lot of you know, the process contained within that, but there are lots of things that happen outside of that. And so, you know, the ability, therefore, to have uh, all uh, parts of the organisation collaborate on that is clearly really important. What's your experience of getting those, uh, all of those individuals in an organisation actually collaborating? Because it, it, it does need them to actively get involved, doesn't it?
1: It does. And, you know, I think it's, it's the same in any walk of life, right? You Some people have to be given a reason as to why they should do something. Um, and if I look at it, I've never had a major issue with it, but the big thing from a business perspective is they want to understand what's happening and why they want to feel as if they are giving input and their knowledge of, you know, what it is they know to the business. So leveraging that wisdom of the crowd. And they want to know that in, in doing so that they're going to be listened to and any changes that are going to be made are actually going to benefit them in the long run. You know, it's and that's not an unreasonable thing to ask for. So, to your point, the the reason for collaboration is so that people can see and understand the nuances and and variations of a particular process that people are doing. I think an organisation is naive if they believe they have a standardised approach and everyone is doing it the same way. Mm. I've never ever come across an organisation where everyone works in parity. because if they did, then they would they would take over the world because it would be the most effective, efficient, and successful organization there is. Um, but to your point, it's very, very important to understand what people are doing, not so that you can take the big brother approach of, well, this is what you need to do. It's because these are the people that are doing it day in and day out. And guess what? They might be doing it in a more effective and efficient way than you think it should be done. So it's a great way of understanding what people are currently doing, coming up and simulating what the the best approach should be and then sharing best practice um and it gives it it, it brings a an additional angle to any organization whereby before any change is made if changes is is change if changes delivered based off workings and conversations as an organization it's always going to be far more effective than one person going right this is what we're going to do we've done it now you need to start working like this it's a Having that blinkered approach, regardless of what you've been brought in to do, right, and I I need to stress this, just because you're an expert in something doesn't actually mean that you know it all. It means that you're able to collate and understand what's currently being done and make an expert decision as to where to go going forward. That doesn't take away the fact that even if you're an expert, you cannot change something for the better if you don't know what it is you're changing.
0: And it does remind me once of uh, being introduced as an expert and somebody pointing out to me that an X is a has-been and a spurt is a drip under pressure. But um, that's just as an aside. Um, Now, uh, let's just talk, uh, because I want to pick up on that again, uh, if I may, around comparing and simulating, because that's one of the areas that I think I've been most um, impressed about, Uh, or certainly in my iterations with organisations around SAP. Uh, and, again, I kind of reiterate that Signavio is platform agnostic, but clearly this is an SAP podcast and, and and my background. And the ability, therefore, to look at you kind of, well, how is it running today? How would that compare to it running in, in s for hana But what are the variables? What are the differences that I could do? What are the different um, uh, sort of variables within that? And, actually, how can I play around that and, and what's the impact? So the ability to yeah. then say, well, I might decide to throw two more resources at that and if my resources are going to cost me x amount per annum this is the mm-hmm. cost of that and this is the impact on the process that that's really powerful in my experience
1: absolutely i mean think about it like this right any s4 project is a start point and an end point how you get there or where you want to get in, at the end is completely up to you as an organization that is that 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 power lies with you the difficulty is in understanding how to best understand where you need to go and how you can get there right so what simulation does is it gives you the ability to look at multiple future state scenarios understand what the cost of the business is going to be based on resource based on cost itself based on time frequency whatever and it'll give you it'll give you an idea as to what path is best and that can be one with least resistance it can be one that delivers most kpi it can be one that reduces the most amount of bottlenecks it can be the one that frees up most resource number of different things right and the way i was looking at it's like this i'm at home now right if i want to go somewhere i don't just walk out my door and start walking right i go on google maps google maps will give me three or four different options as to how to get there it'll then tell me well if i walk this is the best option it'll it's going to take less time more more time but it's going to cost you less it may say that going by train is the best but actually if i start looking this week train's not the best if i look at car so do you see what i mean yep. in the same way that google maps you have a start point and an end point it gives you multiple options and and data points to give you make you have an informed decision as to how you go about doing it it's exactly the same thing but at the moment people don't have the ability to simulate what getting from start to finish looks like and what journeys there are available to them to then determine based on the KPIs and what they want to achieve, how they go about it. Some companies just want to get it done quickly. Some want to do it with the least cost. Mm. Some want to do it with minimum, minimum resource. Some want to do it so that the the business is least impacted. Some want to do it with all of it. So even though it fundamentally is the same... It's different for everybody, and it's very, very, very difficult for people to understand what that approach and journey should look like unless they have something that enables them and gives them the overview and insight as to how that can be done.
0: Yeah, and from my perspective, that's an incredibly powerful tool to help clients understand, visualise uh, the, the impacts of, of what they're looking at, and and then you know allow them to make decisions uh, on, on informed data rather than uh, simply you know, imagining what it would look like.
1: Yeah. And that is for anything across the organization. Yeah. Anything at all. That is from how you onboard executives in your organization to how you manage your P2P process to how facilities buy more coffee for the staff room.
0: Totally. Totally.
1: decision needs to have reasoning behind it.
0: Now I'm conscious. uh, We're running out of time, but, but a couple, couple of final ones. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of focus at uh, Sapphire this year. A lot of announcements about integration of Signavio with Solution management, which I think is an absolutely great thing. Anything yeah. you'd like to to add on that point?
1: No, I, you know, I think it's it's incredibly powerful because not only do you have the option now of using market leading technology to start you on that journey so for example process insights will fit over your your erp and actually deliver you real-time insights as to where you can become operationally better yeah right So, you've already got a starting point and an idea there you're then able to leverage the power of building out that single source of the truth but in the same way that i was suggesting you know in in the past a lot of people knew where they didn't know where they were and ultimately didn't actually know where they needed to end up so the fact the solution manager with all of those best practices Gives you the ability to um, integrate it and almost use it like a gap analysis perspective and then fill in the gaps. It's incredibly, incredibly powerful.
0: Yeah, and I know. And, and I know some of my clients are already uh, sort of using that um, to great effect. Now, now, finally, just to close off, um, yeah. any advice you'd give to uh, an, an SAP customer or a customer in general? you know, in terms of what you've seen, you know, co- co- common lessons learned, you know, one, one piece of advice.
1: One piece of advice would be, I mean, it's so difficult to say. I think that the, the biggest piece of advice I would say is don't run before you can walk. Right. right? So yeah. Don't try, don't try and change the way your organization works without understanding how it, you know, without understanding how it currently works. You, you, even if you don't go into huge amounts of detail you do need to understand from a fundamental perspective what gets done in your core operations and how it gets done so that you can make informed decision as to um where to go but collaboration is key don't ever underestimate the power of collaboration
0: Uh, some great words there um henry Thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. It was great to have you on the podcast. Hopefully, we'll catch up again soon at some point. Apologies to to listeners for a a bit of interruption at the start of this podcast. But, Henry, thank you very much indeed.
1: Gary, thank you. Speak soon.
0: Okay, take care, mate. Bye.